Erica Chronicles, the People Show. Checking the post for Nation brought to you by X Cancer. Check them out at xcancer.com. And finally, we get to talk about the side of the ball that actually matters, the defensive side of the ball. And I say that as unobjectively as I possibly humanly can. All right, let's start up with the defensive line. I thought the defensive line played fairly well for the most part. They had high pad level at times. And when you've got young guys, inexperienced guys, I mean, we have basically our three starters, for the most part, left from a season ago. Damian Daniels, Ben Stilley, DeAndre Thomas are all gone. So we're trying to find new starters. We're trying to find guys who can add depth. So you're going to get some of these things. Feet, hat, hands. Those are the guys that, uh, that, those are the three things that coaches talk about the most. Hat is your pad level. Their pad level was high at times in the run game, higher than you would like. But they played fa- fairly well for the most part. Some guys that need to step up this year. I Ty Robinson first and foremost. Number one, he's got the most experience. Number two, he's got an NFL body with talent, potential, and ability. If he could take, be a cornerstone of that defensive line, one-third of your D-line problems could be essentially solved. Obviously, you need some depth behind him, but if he could step up and be a cornerstone, that would be huge. Other guys that could step up, make a difference, be impact players. Everybody in that room, first and foremost, but some of the guys off the top of my head are Casey Rogers and Messiah Newsom to keep your eyes on in particular. Now, another guy who did stick out to me during the spring game, and he's known as the polar bear, and he's got absurd strength. And if you watch him squatting in those videos that Zach, uh, that the strength coach is constantly putting out all the time, he's one of the guys that actually gets legit good depth with a lot of weight on his back, and that is Nash Hutmacher. And he was knocking people back. Now, I'm still trying to figure out his movement, just how good it is. I'm not sure. If he could just have average movement with that insane strength, or even above average would be better. He can be a heck of a player and a guy to keep your eye on. And he's just a young guy, which excites me for the future. Um, what you're going to get a lot of times as I watch this film with young players, players who are learning, okay, you're going to get high pad level. I already talked about that. You're also going to get outside hand placement. I talked about feet, how you come off the ball, your hands, all right, and your hat, which I already talked about, pad level. So everyone talks about the bench press. Ooh, I'm, I can bench this. I can bench that. That's great. It is. It's phenomenal. It's awesome. Congratulations. If you're playing football like this, you're going to get knocked. You're going to knock the, like my old D-line coach in D.C. used to say, Coach Bernie used to say, son, you're getting knocked to Fresno. All right, we were in D.C. Fresno's in California. That wasn't a compliment. If you're out here, the other guy's got his hands inside. Inside hands wins. Low pad level, inside hands. All right. So here's the deal. A lot of them were playing with outside hands, but that's going to come with time. All right. They'll bring it in. It'll get better and better. I could argue the close grip bench press is much more applicable to football than regular bench press. All right. But you look at the linebackers, the projected starters, of course, they have to earn their spots. But if these guys continue to earn their spots, because that'll never change with me, this could be probably the strength of the entire football team. Inside backers, Luke Reimer, Nick Henrich, really good football players. Outside backers, Garrett Nelson, Caleb Tanner. All right. Garrett Nelson stood out probably more than anyone else at the spring game. Number one, his leadership is phenomenally phenomenal. Number two, he plays football like football should be played at the University of Nebraska. Number three, all right, I did a video last fall where I broke down the three most important steps to rushing the quarterback because we haven't had a consistent pass rusher here in, in way too long. And I've talked about that at nauseum. Number one's your get off. Garrett's always had a good get off. I'll come back to two in a second. The third step was finishing your relentless effort. All right, playing like your hair's on fire to get to the quarterback no matter where he's at. He's always had that. He's a, he was a young guy. He's still a young guy. Where he would struggle is where most guys struggle. All right, the feet had hands aspect. He would be a little too high. His hands would be a little too wide. And the offensive linemen trying to grab, they're trying to grab you too. Don't tell refs. Well, tell the refs, but offensive linemen tend to hold sometimes. And when they get you here, you ain't going nowhere. And he would get stuck there. 
okay? Especially in the run game. Sometimes in the pass game, offensive linemen will try to punch. I've seen them literally, the coaches will talk about punch in the bag, punch, punch, punch. I've seen them do that drill. i got to calm down. My heart's going. I just love Husker football. All right, and they would punch that bag. Well, as you're coming as a, de- as a defensive end or outside backer or a blitzer, they're trying to get you away from the quarterback, so they're trying to punch you away. And sometimes when Garrett or any of the pass rushers, I'm just talking about Garrett now, again, he stood out a lot for good reasons. He's improved a ton. They'd go to punch him. He would get stuck at this point. He couldn't get that punch off, and he, if they tried to get him with the hands, he would get stuck. And so he's gotten much better at getting the hands off, knocking them down. Also, his pad level. When you get low and you dip and you rip and you come around the corner, it's really hard for those big, tall offensive linemen to get low. You can get around them, get to the quarterback, and sometimes if they're trying to shove you past the quarterback and you're low, they'll shove you right into the quarterback. Much improved by all the pass rushers, especially Garrett in this area. Happy to see it. Nothing but great things to say about my man. Caleb Tanner, a guy I've been waiting on to step up. He showed great quickness at the end of last year. That quickness has stayed with him. And he is starting to show what he can potentially do. Now, keep in mind, okay, backup tackles. I want to take everything with a grain of salt. These were backup tackles that were playing. The starters, per se, were out. Also, keep in mind this. For 14 spring practices, the offense was definitely the better unit. I mean, they were. All of a sudden, on Saturday, the last final practice slash game, the defense is the better unit. So I'm not sure how that works. So I'm taking everything I saw with a grain of salt. I just can't help but get excited. Caleb Tanner looks like a guy who could be an impact player. Jamari Butler is a guy who excites me, a freshman. Keep your eye on that guy. Blaze Gunnerson as well, a guy who's starting to develop and develop into a good player as well. We have four potential pass rushers, the four guys I just named. Hopefully, one, two, maybe more could have breakout seasons because that would be huge. When you look at the secondary, it's almost impossible to learn anything. I talked about how I couldn't really learn much on the offensive show that I did yesterday, check that out if you missed it, from the wide receivers, tight ends, just because of the way the game played out. It, well, if you can't learn much on the, 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 from the wide receivers, you can't learn much from the DBs, the guys covering the wide receivers. But here's what I will say. Quinton Newsom, probably going to start, all right, as long as Aaron's that job. A lot of experience, starting experience. Braxton Clark started at the other quarterback spot. He's a fifth-year senior. Another guy to keep your eye on is Tommy Hill. Highly recruited guy out of high school, went to Arizona State, transferred here. They've got him as a returner right now, so that tells you what the coaches think of his athletic ability, and he'll be in the fold competing for a starting job at the cornerback spot. Also, Marcus Buford is a rising young player in the program as well. Safety is a little bit more muddled. Okay, Miles Farmer is probably the leading candidate in one of those safety jobs. Deshaun Singleton, a physically imposing 6'3", 205-pound guy, is in the battle with Noah Pola Gates at the other spot. All right, I want to hear what you fine folks at home have to think. And yes, I get excited. Yes, it was backup tackles. And yes, it's a spring game. It's all that stuff. But here's what I want to know. Let me know in the comments below. Okay, how much stock do you put into what you saw from the defense in the spring game? Also, if you want me to do a special team show to be Monday next week, smash that like button. Give this video a like, and I will break down and analyze the special teams just like the O&D. <laughs> Throw the bones. This show is brought to you by X-Cancer. Join the fight at xcancerstore.com and support your loved ones, your neighbors, and cancer fighters all over the world and help them gain access to revolutionary treatments. xcancerstore.com has a wide variety of t-shirts and merchandise supporting a wide variety of cancer battles so you can show off the colors that matter. Proceeds from each purchase not only help those at home but also cancer fighters in Tanzania, Africa. Check them out at xcancerstore.com.